Welcome to Finding Holiness, where we delve into timeless Torah wisdom, revealing the sacred in everyday moments. Join us on a journey to elevate your spirituality and discover holiness in every aspect of life. I'm your host, Rabbi David Kadosh, and together, let's embark on a path of spiritual exploration. I hope you enjoy this next episode. All right, let's continue. Uh, we're, uh, we're still discussing the Ape Tlata concept. In light of all the principles that we've uh, we've shared we've shared regarding apetlata, we have to caution. Um, we have to watch not to speak lashonara when the seven municipal trustees meet. These were um, these were. I would call them city board members that used to uh, decide things for the for the city at hand. It's brought down in the Gemara. Le'ayen bidvar hanhagat an cha'ir to decide on communal matters. Be'inyane ha'arachot v'chayotze ba'azeh property assessments. Be'davar shu chov la'zeh uzchut la'zeh if they meet regarding such a matter where a decision that they make could be a benefit to some but it is a detriment to another. And the trustees were divided in their opinions. So they took a vote. And they followed the majority in that vote. Once they leave the conference room, Each and every one of the trustees is not allowed to leave the room and reveal his own personal view. Or another trustee's view. A trustee cannot say that originally he wanted to be lenient on a certain individual regarding a matter. But nevertheless, you know, his, his colleagues outnumbered him. And then he was forced to go follow the strict way, you know, when he originally planned on doing this way. Uh, because by doing so, you're revealing that the colleagues were responsible for a strict ruling against someone. Okay? And that is violation of rechilut because it might cause um, animosity between the, the, the subject here, Shimon, again, Shimon's always a subject in our case, and those who, uh, and, and, and those who voted against him. Velomi bai, and it goes without saying that the details of the vote ha- are, ca- cannot be disclosed. Imhuskam benehem if the trustees initially resolved among themselves, that upon leaving the, co- the conference room, they would not disclose what was uh, uh, decided. Um, or that they would at least not relate the information uh, to the party who was negatively impacted by their decision. So, for example, a scenario brought down over here in the case. A committee of residents rejects a family's application to buy a condominium in the building. One member of the committee is a friend of the wife. The wife insists on knowing what happened at the meeting and is angry when the friend insists on confidentiality. Even though the committee's discussion occurred in front of three people, the friend is not allowed to tell who supported or who opposed her application. Okay, there is a practical example. Um, such a case would be a, certainly a clear-cut prohibition 
to reveal the matter of the boat. That for sure. Even if there was no specific request to, uh, uh, with regard to the, the, the details of the boat, it cannot be revealed. And it's forbidden even if the trustee does not intend to publicize the matter. But he just wants to share his position incidentally with another person. If he does so and his language implies that he's still unconvinced of how the board voted against Shimon, and he also adds that, he's, uh, that he was pressured because he's unable to fight uh, uh, for this. Gamken Isur Gamur. This is also forbidden, okay, because Shimon is bound to hear the report and will probably have some animosity towards other people. However, in, according to the opinion of Yadaktana, which is another sefer, even if the trustee says that his initial opinion was in favor of Shimon, but, uh, but it later took a vote and followed a majority view, then Gamken Asur, it's also uh, forbidden. There's no difference whether the trustee discloses his personal view or whether uh, on his own accord or whether he does it because his friend confronted him. About this unfair decision that emerged. In any case, it's forbidden for the trustee to place the blame on someone else and thus absolve himself even if it is indeed true. Okay. Um, Alright, so this is, uh, this is a big one. This is a very big one and we're not going to have time to finish all of it. But what we'll do today is um, we'll, read, we'll read the halakha and uh, maybe tomorrow we'll read the haga. This is one of the Chafetz Chaim's uh, one of many rants. We've already had a few times where he, he, he goes off and he speaks his mind. So this is one of them. Um, this is Halacha Yud Bet in Klal Bet. I feel it's necessary to write openly about the following. Because I notice many people are in the habit of acting improperly in this regard. If somebody is giving a speech, someone is giving a shiur, a sermon, a drasha, it is halakhically forbidden to ridicule him by saying, you know, that shiur, waste of time. That, uh, that Dvar Torah, not worth a Dvar Torah. No, 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 no substance. She'en malishmoa. There's nothing of value to hear from that Dvar Torah. Who? Ah, <laughs> I got news for you. Unfortunately, in our many sins, we see that many people act in this area wantonly, and they're they're parutz. Parutz is like they they, they break through. They like they they have no no shame. 
and yet it is full-fledged Lashon Hara. Because these remarks are often going to cause this lecturer financial damage because people are not going to want to hire him for future engagements. Okay, especially when you pay a lot of, you know, people make money, it's a lot of their parnasa, to be a motivational speaker. But if it's not motivational, and, or, or a person says, what a waste of time, I can't, how much money did it cost to even bring this guy? No one's going to want to hire him anymore. And, and you're, you're taken away from his parnasa. Besides the fact that it's Lashonara. And then oftentimes, your remarks about the speaker will cause distress and embarrassment. And even if the critique is true, maybe it was boring. Or maybe there was no chidush. Or maybe he didn't say anything that blew you out of the water. Um, it doesn't matter. Because we know Lashon Hara is forbidden even if the information is true. What constructive intention could this scoffer and cynic have with this ridicule? Here he directs us to the, um, the, uh, the Haggah, which is long. We're not going to have time today. So what we're going to do is we're going to finish the, uh, the, the Halakha. And we'll do the Haggah tomorrow. If indeed he is a sincere person, if this guy is legit and he wants to, he's a nice guy and he wants to help the lecture improve, to be more confident, okay? Don't speak about his shortcomings, don't speak about his faults. Adiraba, the contrary, he should directly approach the guy afterwards, advise him in private. Point. To him, point to different ways how he can present his speech, uh, the material in a different way. That saying, by the current way that he's talking now, end of nishmaim. You should know that your 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 speech, your message is not being really well received. And when you offer such advice, you'll also be fulfilling the mitzvah of the hafta derech of love your fellow as yourself. In any event, even if you feel uncomfortable to approach the speaker, who am I going to go talk to the speaker? You know, he's a, he's a chashuv guy, he paid a lot of money, maybe he's going to throw, you know, push me away. Okay, but you can turn him into a laughing stock in people's eyes. And the apetlata does not apply in this case. Okay, why would you think it applies in this case? Okay, because you know, the note here says uh, below, we cannot say that the speaker's faults would have eventually been revealed in any case by someone in the audience because the quality of his speech is subjective. You, you, you didn't like it. But maybe the guy that, that heard it, he was fine with it. He, he found it was a chidushim of it. Spe- spe- speeches are received differently by different people. So even when the apet lata license applies, one is not allowed to embellish the facts. In the case of a public lecture, it is impossible to determine objectively what degree of criticism is factual and what is an exaggeration. And that's why it's forbidden to offer critique uh, altogether, uh, no matter what. And this is very important, right? Yeah, the, Jew, the, the Jewish nation, and again, we'll look at the Haggah Bezat Shem tomorrow, but uh, much of our life is, is Divrei Torah. Much of our lives are, are drashas, are speaks, uh, rabbis like myself who get up and want to talk to try to inspire and try to you know, share information and 
the wealth of Torah that we have. You're right. Not, all, not always is it going to be, wow, that was the best thing I ever heard. Sometimes it might be boring. Sometimes it might, or, or it might be something that, was, that you feel disinterested. Okay? But again, that's, that's your opinion. It's subject to how you feel. And it, not necessarily is that the opinion of everybody else in, in the audience. But one thing for sure you can't say, if you get up and, or you want to be the scoffer and the mock who's going to get up and say, ah, what a waste of time that was, then even though you believe it, that is not constructive criticism. That's just that's just criticism and it is wrong and it is against halakha rather what you should do like the halakha said go up to the guy give him a hug say listen I don't know if the message is coming across clearly maybe try this try that and again like that you'll, you'll fulfill as well okay we'll stop here